<laughs> Everyone, this is episode 26 of the Lion's Breath Movement Podcast. Um, now, listen, I haven't been on this thing in a, in a little bit. It's been about two weeks um, since the last podcast with uh, Dan Mancini. We talked a lot of mental health issues. That was a really good, I thought that was a really, really, really good podcast. Uh, it's just been crazy busy the last, like, December. Uh, specifically for me, like, in the medical device sales industry, December is the busiest time of the year. Um, uh, because a couple things. One, um, in the Northeast, it gets um, snowy and icy, and people fall and break wrists and ankles. So with that being said... Uh, if you know a woman, an older woman or an older man falls and breaks a wrist, we have to plate it with one of my plates, or plate the ankle, or screws, etc. So December's busy, and also December's busy because most people are getting surgeries in now because of the new year, and they're deductible. So if that makes any sense, if your deductible is a thousand dollars, probably by the time it's December. You're gonna be at maybe maybe you've met it already, or you're at 950. So in reality, once you meet your deductible, afterwards, the insurance company company will cover pretty much everything. Yeah. Okay. So I, I want to get that out of the way. Um, I have my um, my esteemed co-host, Kevin Never Settle Seaman. That name sucks. I need a new one for you. Beyond reason, Seaman. <laughs> Super Seaman. Uh, super this, semen. By the way, I am loving all of like the love notes you guys put for me around the gym nowadays. Oh, it's like, hilarious. Like every one of the things. People, Kareem walked in the other day. He's like, why the hell is your name everywhere? I'm like, I don't know. Maybe it's just my positive influence. Yeah, but it's all mean. Yeah. Yeah, but remember in third grade, you used to pick on the girls you wanted to flirt I mean, we're, we're, you know, like when I write stuff on the board, like, fuck you, semen, and like, semen suck a dick type thing i mean sometimes Your i'm like mom listens to his podcast owen i know but sometimes i sometimes i think i'm am i hurting his feelings oh, do you get upset god i ran like i got those fucks i lost so many of them so many years ago couldn't find any what my fucks <laughs> oh like you don't give zero a give it yeah it's so funny because um there's these for for people that don't go to CrossFit Danbury, and it's probably a lot of people listening to this podcast. There's these like whiteboards with like markers around the gym, and for whatever reason, we just like to relieve notes for semen. The best one ever was uh, I don't know I thought this was hilarious. Uh, four plus six equals ten, and it said semen math. Oh, my favorite was my own. Jesus can walk on water, but semen can walk on Jesus. Anything that was a Chuck Norris joke originally can be turned into my name. All right, so your new name is um. Beyond reasons. Beyond reasons, semen, or uh, what was? My parents would be so proud of me what for was the, the things other, I've accomplished. What was the other one? Beyond reason, semen, and then super semen. Super semen. Kevin, super semen. Kevin, beyond reason, super. Nah, it's too much. It's like a superhero BRS. name. Yeah. Okay. Listen. Uh, throw there's a captain in the, front of it. There's a voice in the back that you're probably wondering who it is, and it's a guest of ours. His name is John Hope. Good morning. John, By the way, we're drinking energy drinks yeah. again, so if shit gets weird, I do not hold myself responsible. Owen brought them. I did. I brought them in for my guests because I want them to be comfortable on this podcast. And I also want them to I also want them to be able to have enough caffeine in their body to talk for a long time. So 
Uh, Hope, um, just introduce yourself. Tell the uh, the audience like kind of what you do, um, work wise uh, at the gym. Yeah. Yeah, well, good morning. John Hope here. Um, 45 years old. I've been a member of the gym now going on my eighth year. Damn. Holy crap. It's been eight uh, years. I, I bet. So this gym has been through three different locations during my tenure. <laughs> um, and I, I started this out by simply, you know, I was I was very underweight at the time. I think I was 135 pounds. Malnourished. I, you know, I thought I was... He few, needed the you know, gains. People would come up to me and say, like, are you okay? <laughs> I was losing weight, I guess, but not in a bad way. I was working out a lot. I was My wife was teaching yoga, so I was doing yoga pretty much like... When people came up to you and said, are you losing weight, what would you say? I didn't know what to expect at the, you know, the minute that they said it. And so then when I did a, a realization and like, wow, I'm... I'm there's, there's kids that are my son's age playing baseball in eighth grade that are my size. And I was like, I got to do something about this. This was before you found CrossFit? Before I found CrossFit. Um, What'd you weigh? I was 135. Holy yeah, shit! Yeah, welcome to my life, bro! And I have pictures. Holy shit! You were and, 135? And, you know, I was healthy. I was good, but I was underweight. People were saying, you know, are you okay? Eat a cheeseburger, things like that. <laughs> I eat a lot of cheeseburgers. I still weigh one. But I wanted to... I was scared out of my mind. I remember I sent the note to Austin at the time, and I was like, hey, I'd like to check out this CrossFit thing, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember... I, I mean, every day I walk into this place, I'm scared. But... <laughs> that first day I walked in, I oh, didn't yeah. know what to expect, and uh, it's been a life changer for me because it's a um, it truly is a lifestyle. Definitely. And and kind of going to your point before, Owen, um, <clears throat> when people people sit online and they they kind of poke around and try to get people juiced up around different things, <clears throat> you know, a lot of times it's just they don't know they're not in the know of what the workout right. for CrossFit involves or entails. So. You know, until you actually do it, you know, people are going to start to say different things like, uh, you know, this is not good for you or. Right. Um, and I, I still get that today. You know, people I might people meet people at work from different regions and uh, I'll be wearing a rogue shirt and they'll be like, oh, rogue, are you a CrossFitter? Right. Right. And then all the things come up like, oh, yeah, you know, you're going to get hurt. And I, you know, I didn't want to do that because I didn't want to get hurt. Right. And. You know, you have to know your own limits. You have to, and you have to be very diligent about, yeah. vigilant about respecting those limits. Even at, you know, 45 years old, I got to know when to call it quits. Exactly. Right? I mean, you know, we've talked about this like so many times. I feel like we've talked about this a few times on the podcast, but it's funny because like, if you, so you go up to someone and, and, you, and you have a rogue shirt on, and they say, oh man, you do CrossFit, you probably get hurt a lot, right? But if someone walked up and had, I just ran the New York City Marathon shirt on. People congratulate them yes. and say, oh, my God, that's an amazing accomplishment. But in reality, running 26 miles is fucking brutal for your body. As a that runner, huge. an ex-professional runner, I've been injured, and there are way more injuries that surround the sport of running than there are the sport of CrossFit. Right. Exactly. To, to this day. Like, it, it is much more prone to body injury due to the type of exercise it is. Most of the injuries... That happen in CrossFit are accidental injuries, meaning it's it's incorrect form or incorrect loading or user error. Yeah, so 100%. user user error creates most the majority of issues in CrossFit. While in running, it, it's not user error; it's just redundant repetition with bad programming. So people's bodies mm -hmm. and archetypes are not oh, meant. Yeah. To I mean, I also <laughs> think, and I think Greg, 
I, I don't want to talk too much about CrossFit, but I'm going to say this. Uh, I think Greg Glassman is removing himself from the CrossFit Games because what's happening is um, you're seeing these tremendous fucking athletes on TV, right? And people wanting to get in the CrossFit are like, oh, my God, they're moving all that weight. They're going to get hurt. Now, yeah, you can get hurt. And some people are watching that on TV, and they're saying, oh, I'm going to go in the gym and do that. Mm -hmm. That's how you get hurt, mm -hmm. by looking and saying, you know, it's like if you watch the NFL, you're not going to go try and play in the NFL. You know what I mean? And those are the top 0.01% of the athletes, right? So exactly right i mean whatever pick a sport i mean any any sport like you you take those elite athletes and that's what you're seeing on tv so um yeah no I totally, no exactly totally i mean that's what you're seeing on tv and kind of that's where crossfit's kind of got the bad name uh people getting injured and i think greg glassman is taking the approach now where he wants to bring it back to where it was mm -hmm. i mean cr crossfit was basically like you know when they i don't know when was it when did it first start 2004, 2006, something like that. Right, right, right in that that, that that was the early stages. But it was the methodology was being discussed prior to that. So there's always going to be a continual, well, what's the be a floating argument for that? But let's say around 2004 to 2000. What's the methodology of it? Uh, the ability to perform fitness is defined <laughs> as the ability to perform over broad time in modal domains, which okay. is. Say that in layman's terms for the folks that have no idea what you just fucking said. <laughs> it's the ability. Uh, that's that's literally what it means, though. Like, if you looked up the definition and the definition a, a, as it's posted, uh, the ability to perform activity over broad time modal domains. Broad time meaning whether it's a 60-second workout or a 60-second activity all the way up to a two-hour, three-hour, continual, whatever the time frame may be. But to be able to perform over varying time frames mm -hmm. and by domains, they mean varying acts, acts of fitness. Mm -hmm. So anything between moving weights, swimming, cycling, running, right. moving barbells, dumbbells, it's, moving it's, your body, gymnastics. like It's overall, like, it's basically CrossFit is asking you to be good at just, just about everything. They want you to lift heavy, run a six-minute mile. Well, who, who was it? There was a documentary that came out a couple years ago and I think that um, it's the best way to describe it um, and I can't take um, take credit for it but if you take a Venn diagram and you put three different things in it gymnastic abilities your ability to move your body well yeah the, the runner or the cardiovascular endurance athlete and then your power lifter and you make all three sections or all three circles meet in the middle mm -hmm. the bigger that center is the bigger your fitness is therefore you're able to perform all three in a much broader range so you right. can be strong fast and agile okay all and the bigger that that centerpiece becomes the bigger your fitness becomes if you will so that's pretty much like crossfit that's crossfit that, yeah. that's the methodology of fitness if exactly you want, if you want to put it that way because yeah. there's a lot of people that do what we do well outside of here fuck yeah mm -hmm. yeah uh, th this is just. Oh, I think I think um, you know a lot of the gyms now, the Globo gyms, have a section where you can do CrossFit movements. Yeah. If it's squat cleans, it's thrusters. becoming very very prevalent. And you can you can see it with all the hit training, right? High intensity training, because essentially, like what Kevin just said, is you know be well rounded, 
hey, I can go run a six-minute mile, but I can get up on the rig and do pull-ups, and I could do right. You know, I could lift 225 pounds on a clean right thing, things like that. So you're, you're and you can you can run. Your cardio is good. Um, I'm actually gonna have my um, his name is Mark Spellman. Mm-hmm. He was my head strength coach in college when I was playing football at Fairfield University, and we did the hit program, and it was like based off like what Penn State did, I think, in like the late 80s. But um, I, I, I got so fucking strong doing this this programming. Basically, what we would do was we would have we'd lift Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or something like that. I can't remember. But you would do every single body part. So you would have, let's say, bench. Okay, you'd ha- go off a percentage, and you would go. You do one set until failure. Hypothetry, uh, hypothetry, uh, hypothetry training. Yeah, one. Sh- then I then I would go do a de- deadlifts at a percentage till failure. Everything was till failure. Wow. Um, Kevin, what are your thoughts on that? It's good and bad. It's very, very, very um, active still though. Uh, that's that's something that a lot of bodybuilding people do. Believe it or not, um, it, it allows you to build a lot of volume in a location. And the more volume you build in any location, the more uh, depository effects you'll get from your blood. So it, it, the, the idea is to expand it as wide as possible while utilizing all of the energy out of that location. So that way it's, um, what was it, Dan Mancini uh, said, it, you, you kind of micro-tear everything. So that way it can heal. But when you micro-tear and you get a lot of blood flow to the area... Okay, I'm looking at a picture of John. Oh, yeah, we got distracted, everybody. John looks like he's four pounds. (laughs) Johnny! What year was that? Right before I started, so 2012. It looks like your neck goes straight into your shoulder. (laughs) Have you, were you always a small, light? I was smaller, yeah. How Um, tall are you? um, (laughs) My license says 5'11, which my wife will probably say, uh, no chance. (laughs) You you look 5'11. A fucking river. Uh, you look self-reported five eleven, but no, I mean I'm six when I but, I'm six when I stand on my tippy toes. But this this was me growing up, right? I was small. I was, um, you know, I always had the the chip on the shoulder of, well, you can't do stuff, right? right. And so I grew up in a blue collar family, and I knew, you know, it it kind of fueled me because it was like if I want nice things, I want to do. I want to do something good. I want to work somewhere and I want to make money and I want right. to buy a car and I want to. And so it just kind of fueled me to say, hey, if I want things in life, I got to go go get it. Definitely. And so even being small, like I played baseball and, you know, it was one of those things where it's like I got to prove myself. Definitely. Constantly. You felt to... like you always had to prove yourself. And and so that was, you know, something. That what position very... did you play in baseball? So I was middle infield. So I played shortstop and second base. I also pitched. Um, he and seems more like a catcher to me. <laughs> I mean, growing up, you play everything, right? You're like, hey, I you wanna... would want. I I caught. I was a catcher. I, I was a catcher early on, um, and then I I got there was a very famous play where I got nailed in a place. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, okay, I don't know if I want to catch anymore. <laughs> Did you have a cup on? Uh, I don't. I don't remember. Uh, I don't think so. I was sixth grade. Because when I played baseball and and definitely when I played football, I never wore a cup. When I, I got older, I, I never did. You have a semen has a cup on right now. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm hanging out with you dudes. Yeah, so semen has a cup on right now. Uh, I don't know, semen. Semen, t- tell me about your night last night. <laughs> it was a wonderful evening. <laughs> what did you I do? I had some beverages, hung out with some ladies at a friend's party. 
It, it was a very good time for everybody. Uh, can you talk to talk to us? No, about the, no, I can't. No, talk no, no. About just about the party. What kind of party was it? Oh, no, it was a Christmas party. I know what you're doing here. We're not going to do this. <laughs> okay, it was a Christmas party. What were you drinking? I was drinking IPAs. Although, what, what, as a single man in single man life, and I'm sure many single men can for, relate. For for everyone out there listening, um, I am the voice of reason. Kevin is single. How old are you, Kevin? Too old. <laughs> I'm 38 going. I'm 29 with nine years experience. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. S- seriously, he's 38. He wants a girlfriend. John, would you agree? I would say that's accurate. Because I would prefer I would prefer to meet somebody worthwhile that would turn into a good relationship. No, nobody likes spending time like meeting people's a pain. Uh, we could talk about da- uh, let's. That's a good I'm topic, not, actually. You want to do that? We could talk about dating. I I being... never went through. Th- I never like. I met Erica at the gym. Yeah, but the perspectives are different, which is cool. This is actually a cool conversation that I think a lot of people can relate to because you guys are the exact opposite of me, like uh, in that position, right? Right. Yeah. So we can share both. We're those. adults, okay, who yeah. have a family. Uh, you are a thirty-eight-year-old single man. And for the record, though, people are going to think, like, oh, he's a bachelor forever. No, I've had long-term relationships. I've had about th- I've had three very long-term relationships, three to four years in each one, one of which was very serious. Um, I've technically, not that it matters, but I've been married on paper before. Ooh, did we know that? You told me that. <laughs> yeah, can yeah, you t- yeah. Can you tell the it audience? Was, it wasn't, it wasn't you, a real... Uh, can you give the yeah. audience a quick yeah, synopsis uh, yeah. of your uh, marriage? Well, the, it kind of... To help define who I am now, so it's a good story at, in the, at the end of it. Because when I was younger, and I'm looking for a photo of myself to share with you guys to show you what kind of person I was when I was young. I was very, very soft, nerdy, quiet, <laughs> like a very um, easily manipulated. Uh, you, you know, like girls weren't really an option for me. I got stood up to junior prom, like you manipulated know, with just about anything. Like yeah, like anyone, people, like, people, hey, people hey. not just women, people, people in general. Because I was striving so much to be accepted. You felt like you weren't accepted. Uh, yeah, very true, very true. So, so that being said, is it I'll, because you were tiny? Um, uh, I don't, I don't like using that as an excuse because at the end of the day, it's more mental than the, uh, what you project is what you receive. And I found that out later in life, you know what I mean? Because I'm not the tallest, biggest, prettiest dude still, but I love who I am now. Like, I'm very, very confident. I'm very confident in who I am. But confidence is more important than your, like, they, they go hand in hand, but it, with confidence, you can achieve w- what you set your goals to be, even if that's in a relationship. In high school, it even matters. But in high school, nonetheless, nerdy kid, didn't get much attention from girls. Finally got attention from girls like senior year. Uh, when you say uh, when you talk about attention, um, or is it like they're waving at you in the hallway, or you guys are doing seven minutes in heaven at a party? That didn't happen for Kevin. <laughs> that didn't. That didn't you never happen did, for Kevin. Did you ever do seven minutes in heaven? Yeah, but that didn't happen till like I was in college and they were in high school. <laughs> That's where it all begins. Um, but no, no, no. Uh, sorry. So nonetheless, I, I think around the age of 18, 19, I started talking to a girl. I was, I want to say I was a freshman in college. And, and I was I was at this point in my life like, shit, I have a girlfriend finally. This is amazing. And she kind of sucked. But I didn't care because at that point in my life, it's something that I wanted so much yep. 
that I... That's a really uh, kind of, um, the statement kind of sucked. What does that mean? What, what, it, what sucked so much it about wasn't her? A, it wasn't a very healthy relationship. It, it, it was kind of one-sided a little bit. I mean, we, we were also very young, so we didn't really even yeah. know who we were or what we wanted. But uh, Was she good-looking? No, but neither was I. But you that's were... <laughs> that's what they were working with. I'm showing a photo to Johnny. That's me. That's you. That's literally me. But yeah, we, to, we can post that. You can to, post that. That's I fine. To, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna post this. But this was like you were getting acknowledged. I was accepted. finally getting acknowledged, accepted, laid. Um, that amazing, right? Wait till you see that. Um, there's another one too. If you scroll left. Um, but nonetheless, uh, I was with her for a course of three years. I was still that person the entire time. That 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 person that was just like always, just seeking to be part of it. Yeah, I know. This photo of Kevin. Uh, first off, who the fuck is the guy in the back? That's. I think his name was. I. His name was Dave Flayton. I He's think. like just creeping I, behind I, I, you. He was a friend of mine. Oh, and was that is that the girl one. you're talking about? That and that's another one. I'm on the right. Oh man. Yeah, I know. High school was a little. Is that you have a tattoo? No, that's a fake tattoo. It's the temporary. <laughs> that that's a lot's changed. Wow. How um, and how old are you there? Sorry, that's seventeen. With fake tattoos. Fake tattoos. Yeah, seventeen with what? fake tattoos. Why would you put a fake tattoo on? <laughs> that, that was like the the end of high school. Bro. Thing. Can we get back to the topic? At seventeen, here? <laughs> I had real tattoos. <laughs> And do a you, full fucking beard. I didn't have girls or real tattoos. And my ears I were pierced. I had fuck. I had fucking hoops my in my ears. My nuts were pierced. Um, <laughs> I was with that girl for three years. You guys are assholes. Um, I was with that girl for three years, and I was very easily manipulated the whole time because of who I was. And at the end of it, believe it or not, she went into the military and had to go to South Carolina. She's on base. She convinced me that the only way for and it's true. She wanted the military benefits of it because if you're married in the military, you get much more pay, mm -hmm. you get better housing, you get all this. If we're married on paper and you come down to live with us, we would have more money and a better place to stay. So right. Like, and I was with her for three years. It kind of took the fun out of like getting engaged or doing anything. We didn't really get married. So we technically went to the courthouse, signed paperwork that said we were married so I could move down to South Carolina, be with my girlfriend at the time that I'm but, married But like, did to. you want to do this? Not really, to be honest. So not why really. did you do it? Because I felt like there wasn't another option. Like, I, I, but I did that to myself. I did that to myself because I wanted this life so bad. Like, you know, you, I want a girl. You wanted a girl really bad. Yeah, th that's what it was. And then... Do you have a picture of her? No, I couldn't find one if, I, if you asked. Because that was so long ago. That was before all the phone stuff, too. Remember, I'm old. Um... Johnny's older, thank God. Um, <clears throat> so she did. She convinced me. I signed the paperwork. Uh, I put a deposit on a house. Down oh my there. God! <laughs> Hope just pulled up a picture of himself. Yeah. How old are you here? We can relate. I'm about the same age. Yeah. I, we but can you relate. look. You look like you were probably getting laid in. <laughs> no, no chance. That oh, was, I think that was. Uh, well, speaking of year. getting laid, that whole time I was putting a deposit on the house and getting ready to move to South Carolina, I found out she was banging a couple dudes uh, down oh. there. So how'd you wait? And I was. How did you find that out? Just through people I met down there. And did you confront her? Uh, kind of, because she was in South Carolina. I was uh, I was up here at work when I got the phone call. I and who I, called you? Um. A friend that I made down there because she was down there for about three, four months, and I made a couple friends because while she was doing her thing, I was doing mine. 
um, and told me. So then I, she called me and then I confronted her while she called. I was at work when it happened, and I was that guy that you saw in the mm-hmm. photos, whoever's looking online. I broke Seriously. down. Like, that's me. Um, I broke down. I was, like, super upset, but I stood my ground at least because, like, one thing. You cried. I, you cried. Oh, for sure. Um, because the person called, and what, what was the conversation? I hey, confronted Kevin. her. No, she called me. Oh. I talked to the person. I'm like, are you sure? Are you th-? like? And I was, you know, too. Like, when over the course of time, just as a person, you know when things are weird or different or you catch vibes. Like, and I knew something was going on. I didn't know what it was, you know? And then I found out this information. She calls me, and I confront her about it, and she admits to it. Um at work and then I start breaking down at work like I'm in you know I leave the office I go out of what I was doing and 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 I I break down I'm on the phone like and I um and I break up with her on the phone call but at that time like I break down mentally a hundred percent like like to the floor have never had that experience in my life you're on the floor crying like sobbing yeah I was more or less sitting in the corner because I didn't know what to do like was that uh, the lowest point of your life I maybe I would like to say yes, maybe. But then, I think but it's the most, you, de- de- it determined the biggest change in my life. Yeah, because you took that and then you used it to fuel yourself going forward. Yes, right? it completely turned around who I, but it took time, that took time. It, it like, it was very sad. The best part about this, and you guys will love this, you want to <laughs> know how it starts, ready? It, anger could be used for good, right? Because I was extremely sad. I want to say it took like a week to even like regroup myself. Uh, how many hours did you cry? I'm just curious. My life away. <laughs> my life Were you away. crying for a week, though? Were you... Th- no, no, But no. here's I, I my question. Sad. I was Here's sad. my question. You were, you were more sad because you thought you had something that you never had prior to this, prior yeah, to getting well, married. Yeah, because of all had and your you're heart like, broken. holy shit. But, I, you didn't, but, you're t- but you also said that you didn't really... I mean, it was more of a comfort uh, thing. It was both. It was both. Because it, it, it seemed like you didn't even really like her. You kind of just were using this as, dude, like, I finally have a chick. Yeah, that and... But you know, when you put yourself in that position and you're with somebody for three years, you learn to love them. Like, it, it's it's the way that it is. Like, you, you're also... Yes, we were, it wasn't that most healthy relationship in the world, but yes, I loved her. And, and you learn... And you're you're in you put yourself in that position willingly, so there's a lot of emotion involved, and and you break down, and that's just part. Of, it's a natural part of being human. We've all had our hearts broken, like, and it's it was tremendous. It was the most tremendous thing I've ever had to go through. Like they let me like one of my coworkers like I got up off the floor, but. But I was obviously. I, I, could just, I, I, I don't know why I picture you on the floor. I, I went. I, I went. I went. <laughs> Were you in your office and you just fall off your chair? <laughs> I love that you think I had an office at the age of twenty-one. Oh, um, no. <laughs> or your cubicle. Yeah. Uh, d- yes, and I crawled my way to the corner <laughs> and, and sobbed and slammed my face into the wall. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know um, why I'm just picturing this. Uh, but it maybe because the way. But you here's hear- where it gets good. Here's where it gets good. Oh god, it's so bright in Can here. Can I see these? No. Yes. Here. <laughs> fine. Um, those are sweet, by the way. Yeah, blenders. These, yeah, these um, sunglasses are nice. But <laughs> a week goes by. My friends, my friends come. My parents are there. Like I have a support system. I have good family and friends. Like I pull my shit together. Yeah. It immediately changes, um, who I am and what I'm doing. And what I wind up doing is I'm like, all right, mom, like, well, I'm at the point where like now this is, I, I turned it into anger 
And that was a big thing for me too, because that can make you do a lot of things in a good way. Like it, it can teach you how to be tougher. Mm-hmm. The anger. And, and anger can teach you how to be tougher. And then, you know, after time you learn how to refocus that. But I got angry. And I'm like, yo, this bitch is driving around a car that's in my name under my insurance in like she's having a freebie on this her cell phone's under my name why did you allow this we were married oh uh, shit that's right yeah what but you, you got, why did i allow this but i you, was dating her for four <laughs> fucking years almost that's why i allowed this get the fuck out of here why did i allow this but, <laughs> but, hey erica i hope you're listening to this i forgot he's you were taking you off i forgot you were married he's cutting you out so were Get you, let hope talk. Were you officially let married, or were you? Yeah, on paper. We were officially married okay. on paper. Um, so you had to, you had to get like an annulment. Yeah, it got annulled. Okay. It wanted to be an easy annulment too. It wasn't even a big deal. It was a very obvious, clear case. But nonetheless, her car is in my name. All her shit's in my name. I'm like, yo, I need to get my stuff back. And my mom, I, my parents are only they were 20 when they had me, so I have young parents. Fucking super cool parents, right? My mom's like, yo. Let's just go get the car. What do you mean go get the car? You got a key, yeah? Just go get the car. I'm like, yo, you are savage. Like, uh, so please tell I get... me she said yo. <laughs> yeah. Like she came to you and go yo. <laughs> she does. Yo, yo, motherfucker, let's go get that car. Wait till you meet my mother, man. You're gonna be like, fuck. <laughs> uh, but so, why am I gonna say fuck? Because she's nuts. My mother's fucking nuts. The best shit you just said was, I can't wait till you meet my mother. Yeah, well, I can't the wait till you meet my mother. Fuck. Fuck. Because <laughs> she's as obnoxious as I am. She just has more experience. So my mother comes up with the idea. She's like, all right, listen. At about midnight tonight. I'm like, midnight tonight? It's a Wednesday. Yeah, shut up. So I'm like, oh, yes, mom. At midnight tonight, we're going to drive to New Fairfield. And we're going to go get your car. Where what do you mean? It's like, we're just going to. Where were you living? In Milford. We were just in Milford. So we drove. My mother's like, stop being a bitch. <laughs> like, wait, 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 wait. This is my mother. How old are you? Uh, at that point, yeah. I was 22, 20, 22. Okay, my mom so, was only like 40. So you were living... My mom was like our age. My mom was probably younger than you are now yeah. when I was doing so like, you were living, very young. So you were living in New, New Milford? Yeah, yeah, Were you living with your parents? At the, uh, I was... Where was I at that point? I was in New Milford. I wasn't living with my parents at the so time. So did she come pick you up? No, I went to my parents' house. Oh, like, at midnight. You met her at midnight. Yeah, I, I met my mom at midnight and my other buddy, Ken... And then we drive to New Fairfield. And then Tell we... me you had like masks on or something. Like... Yeah, no, like, I swear to God, this is the best thing ever. And then, then we're like, it's like the car's parked out. She's up from South Carolina visiting her mother, and her car's parked outside of the front house. And we just, I was like, well, just go take the car. I'm like, oh, all right. And my buddy Ken's like, oh, you're wasting too much time. My buddy Ken takes the keys, gets out of the car, and just goes, sits in it. Like, it's the easiest thing in the world. We're just taking a car. I'm like, oh, this is savage. Like, <laughs> but you're car actually. that's in your name. Yeah, it's, it's literally, it's my car. It's, it's 100% legal, but I'm like, shit. So, so we steal my car. But the best part was I shut off her phone the next morning. So she calls my phone. I'm at work like a normal day. And she starts screaming like, what the fuck? You took my fucking car. What kind of ass? I'm like, you got to get this all out because I just shut off your phone. <laughs> like, what do you mean? <laughs> Done. Uh, so I, I just put me in just because I, I just want to know when you pulled up. <laughs> and that's the defining part of my life. <laughs> what time is this? It was like 1231 in the morning. Okay, so it's one in the morning. You're with your mom. Okay. <laughs> she is calling you a little bitch. <laughs> to your I love my mother. <laughs> and you have ski mask on. 
right? Uh-huh. You're dressed probably all black. Did your mom, was your mom driving my with mom a ski mask? <laughs> no, my mom wasn't wearing a mask. My mom was what was the delivery boy. She she drove us there. She helped facilitate me stealing my own car. It was obviously. Like, but like, was she really? like when you pulled up? Was she like, you're like I'm scared, mom. And she's like, Yo, motherfucker, go get that car. <laughs> that, that's pretty much exactly how it went. Down. That's the beyond reason. That's yeah. beyond, beyond reason. Beyond reason. Beyond reason. And nonetheless, we shut her phone off the next day. The cops <laughs> called me too. The best part, the cops called. And was like, excuse me, sir. I heard that you took a video. I'm like, yeah. It's, and the cop was like, she obviously was screaming at this cop. What cop was it? it was I don't know. It was Melford? a new Fairfield. New, new Fairfield, Fairfield cop. I got, right back. I got you. Have fun. Um, <laughs> use both hands. Don't forget to shake. Um, so, so the the cop calls me and he's talking. He's like, listen, I heard that you stole a car, that vehicle. I'm like, uh, it's in my name. I'm on the title. It's under my insurance. And the cop's like, oh. Okay, sorry. (laughs) And then hangs up. And then, like, you know, like, she, he had to call her, and you could just tell that when the cop called me back the second time, that he was, like, done talking to her. It's like, this bitch, don't let her call me again. So he calls me up. He's like, there's some personal property in the car. It's like, and I'm, and he's like, you're gonna have to return that. I was saying, like, oh, yeah, we're gonna do that right after work. We're just gonna either, we're gonna call and leave it on the side of the house or put it in the house because so that way they could take possession of it. The cop's like, okay, thank God. <laughs> Hangs up, done. That's it. Um, so, what year? Every was... motherfucker's holding this down. Ne- Sorry, ne- I never, take a piss. Ne- never, never saw her. So that was like early again. 2000s? Uh, yeah, it was like 2001. Okay. Yeah, it was like 2001. And that kind of that shaped me to the person that I am today. It's what it, 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 what it is that? Me a little the... bitch? <laughs> Baby back bitch. Um, Get off of this. <laughs> actually, listen. Um, I've had a couple of people. And that was an emotional thing. I've had thing. a couple people tell me that on the podcast, we can, you and I can be very aggressive. I need John Hope involved. Okay? We're what loud as fuck. Yeah, we are. But yeah, listen, Mancini did a lot of talking. That was the best, by the way. I gotta listen to that. You should. Like, for anybody listening that listened to me just talk about myself the last 20 minutes, go back. Yeah, and we, sp- we just spent 35 minutes t- talking Second, about... you want to know who I am? That defined my I life. I do, I do, I do. I know. I mean, we gotta get back to the, the dating in your 30s, No, the way, what I, Actually, what, uh, I, what I just want to quickly talk about, are you... Okay, if I talk about this. <laughs> oh no, definitely not. Uh, dude, Wait, so listen to this. Just... Oh, go back and listen to Mancini. That is the best podcast we have done, and that it's, dude offered a lot of it's knowledge. It's the last. Okay, so Kevin right now is about to suck the mic off. He's so close. To it. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's had way too much bang energy. <laughs> this is what happens. This is your fault. I take no responsibility. For so, this. but here. All, in all seriousness, I've got some questions for John, but I want to say something that was pretty cool. I was at a Christmas party, my company's Christmas party, in the city at the Water Club. Have you ever been to the Water Club? It's fucking gorgeous. I don't think so. Okay, I got a guy that works with me who came up to me and said, listen, man, like, I really appreciate the podcast you're doing. Like, I've, I listened to like all the episodes, and I've listened to them over and over again. Okay? My life got better. Um... <laughs> And he thanked me for the podcast, wow. which I thought was really cool. Wow! I never knew he was listening to it. Okay, um, I think so. You I try. I try to bring myself. I try to, you know. See that's so that kind of talks about <clears throat> kindness, right? Yes. Okay, John. We want to talk about kindness, John. Let's go. Kindness. <laughs> so, so acts of kindness, and in that moment, right? That did not take a hundred dollars. It didn't take no. a, a gift right. wrapped in paper, or whatever. 
it was just a compliment. Yes. Right. And it and that probably made you feel so Excellent. amazing, right? And you know, in the world we live in, you always get these questions around what can I do, right? I see all these things on the media, like people are just are terrible, like the world is terrible. What can I do as an individual? So <clears throat> I wanna give you like one thing that happened to me maybe like a couple years ago where somebody gave me a gift and it really wasn't about the monetary value of that mm -hmm. gift, but it's something that I still think of today. And it was just very simplistic, kind of like your example of having somebody just give you a compliment. Right. So I'm, I'm running to work. I usually take the, the subway as soon as I get off. You work in the city. Yeah. New, New I mean, York City. I work remote mostly, but I'll be in the office every once in a while. Right. And so, you know, I take the six train very easy. Uh, you know, I don't have a, an unlimited Metro card. So I went to swipe my card and you're in Grand Central and it says insufficient fare, right? And you're like, ah, oh, crap. Fuck, that's right? the worst. And so somebody right behind me swiped themselves in and then they were they waved me on to come in and they swiped me in, right? Wow. And they were just like, it was a young kid, probably a college kid. I love doing Headphones that on, right? They just, they swiped me in and here I am in a suit, right? And this person probably, you know, is, is a college kid or whatever. Yeah. And it just stuck with me because this person let me in, like, exactly. hey, we were screwing the system together, right? High five. <clears throat> but at the same time, it was just a subway fare. Yeah. And it, I, I was like touched. I was Definitely. like, wow, this is, this is cool. Yeah, absolutely. And so a lot of times the gifts don't have to have any value. They don't have to like hold the door for somebody, like say hi. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, I actually, I did a, I think help it was, people. I yeah. think it That's was, the other thing. it was help this time people. last year that, and this brings me back to one of the posts I had. I said in the post, I said, if you have the, if you have the financial means to help someone out, do it because um now, not, not only are you disagree actually just from a personal perspective okay well i'll talk about why i'm saying yeah. that okay um but if you have the financial means to help someone that needs help help them yep. it makes you feel better like this guy what do you, i don't know what do you spend on the on the cars two bucks two bucks right, right? so <clears throat> last year i am at the mobile down here okay on mill plane and I'm pumping gas, and I go inside, and this girl is distraught. And she's like, come on, can you just like, uh, you know, uh, she was on the phone with her mom, and she, she, her mom wanted, she had no money for gas. And she was going home from college. And the mom, and she lost her wallet and all this shit. Like, it was crazy. And she's crying on the phone. And the guy at the desk wouldn't allow her to have her mom give the credit card over the phone. So she was jammed. So I just said to him, I said, listen, like I said to her, how much money do you need? She's like, well, if I could fill up my gas for my tank for $25. So I said, I gave my card to the guy. I go put $25 wow. on the fucking pump. Yeah. Right. And it's shit like that, that she was very thankful yeah. for that. Yeah. Okay. And I felt really good about myself because yeah. Okay. I have got the $25 to help this person out. Right, she was very, very upset, and now she can go home and see her family on the holidays. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's like it's almost like the payback, where it's like I know the people pull you pull up to a drive-through, and they pay back. Yeah, and, I that, do that and that'll all the be time. that'll be something that like, person like remembers that. forever. Right, they're yeah. always going to remember that. You always, you probably won't remember ten years ago what you got, you know, from Aunt Sally or whatever from from Christmas, but 
But you'll remember like these little, and this little thing just always sticks with me. So like, definitely, and I, you know, I had, believe it or not, I have like anger issues. <laughs> really? So I mean, I, you know, I I, I try to, I, I I guess you could say I have anger issues at, at points, right? I mean, for what 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 gets you the most angry? Um, temper tantrum style anger. I don't know. I don't know what gets me the most angry. I think when it's just a series of things, like you know, maybe the house, you have things going on at the house, like. Hey, well, we need a new septic, right? Or maybe you... Do you need a new septic? We do. And it That's just kind of like awful. compounds, right? You just, you know, work might be sucky one day or, oh, I got a flat tire, right? And it's just, it kind of builds up on me and I try my best. Um, what know. do you do with, when you say you have anger issues? What do you do to relieve yourself from having the issues or what do you do to prevent yourself so from having the issues the gym is a is a big release right mm -hmm. so definitely and i try to make that part of my lifestyle but um you know i think i think the best thing that i just try to do is like what you you recommend like the box breathing yes and and that's where and you know when days where i just i go off the the you know the long end and i get angry at somebody I just I regret it the rest of the day. Are you when you say you're angry? Are you yelling? I'll yell. I'll yell. At see, I, I I know you, and um, that's actually shocking because I, yeah. I don't see you as a. Um... He is one of the calmest demeanors <laughs> in the gym. Like like you guys can probably hear like I'm loud. Kevin's loud and obnoxious, and John <laughs> is quiet, relatively quiet. And it's scary because like I don't know if it just bottles. Did you turn up. into like the Hulk? Maybe. Maybe, but like, I've seen your and there's and there's like a few times where it's happened, and then like I just feel awful the rest of the day, right? <laughs> and behind it's like, and, and it's behind the wheel sometimes, right? But, oh, behind the wheel, yeah. But oh yeah, well that's that's try, every, everybody gets. I try, but I try again. Like it's it's really around how do I manage it internally, right? So, so that's that's it. Yeah, I mean that's it. And so what do you do? Do you, do you do you utilize the box breathing? I utilize the box breathing, but I, I think what I try to do is incorporate the kindness into that. So, yeah. you know, if somebody cuts you off, right? It, internally, I have to just think like, oh, you know, maybe they're just in a rush to get to work. I'm just going to the gym. No big deal, right? You know, I, I have to kind of rationalize with myself, but I also, I, I just have to, you know, think about what you do in the gym. Get your heart rate down. Relax. Breathe. It's going to be okay. Like, yeah. And that, and it's a struggle sometimes, as we all know, but that's, I, you know, and my wife and I will do yoga. She does yoga all the time, but I'll try Yoga to, probably helps I'll a lot. A lot. Try to do yoga. I mean, I've been doing meditation, which has helped me a ton because yeah. um, with meditation, what it does, it's, it's hard to do meditation. That's why, like, a lot of people don't do it because it, it's, initially it sucks because you're trying to meditate, but you have so much other shit going on. Yep. Um, and you're thinking about that other shit, but what meditation kind of teaches you to do is to breathe, you know, correctly organize. and organize and breathing. Focus. Yeah, organize and focus or your thoughts. As organize well. and focus your thoughts, and and really organize and fo focus your thoughts on what's important. Yeah. So what what meditation has done for me is okay. Like you said, this fucking dude just cut me off. I could scream and swear and tell him to suck a dick. But no, I'll probably do that too. <laughs> I, I will most likely do that. But too. no, you have to take a step back. And even when I'm, even when my wife and I will get in an argument, okay, I'm I'm the type of person where it's like, okay, what are we fucking arguing about? This, this is this is fucking meaningless shit. <laughs> There's more important things in life than arguing over who's using the car charger on a road trip. To your Christmas party <laughs> Friday night. 
Yeah, it sounds like you're speaking from experience. Yeah. Oh, the other, uh, your kindness thing, we talked about it uh, kind of in a previous episode. If, if you want to refocus your energy, one of the best things that you could do is to do something for someone else. So if something pisses you off, it's really funny and it sounds asinine, but if you immediately turn around and do something nice or kind for somebody else right in that moment, all of a sudden your attitude will change with that because their gratitude will reflect on your uh, on your attitude. Yeah. Wow, that rhymed. Your Amen. gratitude <laughs> will reflect your attitude <laughs> on your attitude. Uh, no, oh uh, but it's but it's true. Yeah, it, it, it's a hundred percent true. Um, your attitude will affect your gratitude. Hmm. America. Oh, see, man. <laughs> America. Maybe I should have been a rapper. <laughs> Did you want to be one? No. Um, <laughs> but but I like I like doing. I like to. Why know what people? Why know what's even more important than money or finance is time because time is more limited than uh-huh. money. It's the only thing that's more important than money too. So I try to make it a point. If I if I'm in a position where I can help somebody, somebody I've stopped and helped people change flats yeah. on the road as long as it's not on the highway because I like my life. Um, so you would just drive by the person on the highway with the flat? Yeah, yeah, so shut the fuck up. But no, if I can stop and assist people, like I, when I visit my grandmother, at the, like I'll help elderly people walk. You'll change everyone's tires. I'll change everybody's tires. Change their uh, oil. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. <laughs> don't, make it, don't make it weird, Johnny. Your don't make it weird. Your, your grandma. He, he had to say like sexual. Your too. grandma. Like, your grandma's there. She's oil. like, my grandson Kevin will be here. Uh, anyone need their oil changed? <laughs> Let's talk about how grandmothers always try to hook up their their grandkids. I'm like, grandma, no. All right. Like. That's that's a that's a pain. Because right. it's like, oh, you know what? You need to meet a lovely lady. I'll decide that. This is way off, this is way off topic. This is real. But um, real it's kind of on topic. Just there a is quick, no topic. Quick funny story. Uh, speaking of nursing homes, my grandfather. Um, if you know my my dad's a big dude. My grandfather was massive. My grandfather had like size sixteen shoes. So when he was really sick, yeah. When he was really sick, he was in a nursing home and. Um, my grandfather eats so much fucking food. And I, I went to go visit him one time in the nursing home. And one of the nurses pulled me aside and she's like, she's like, just want to let you know, um, uh, Ray, your grandfather, he had 15 roast beef and cheese sandwiches in, in one sitting. And I was like, you know, I, I laughed a little. I was like, yeah, that's him. And um, I was like, Pop, did you, how many sandwiches did you eat? He's like, I was just really hungry. I just kept eating them. I was like, you had 15 of them. Like, they're actual sandwiches. Like, he had, so that's, that's 30 pieces of sliced bread. That sounds like a solid snack. Uh, so... He was a big dude, but that that size sixteen shoe you could put two of my shoes inside one of his shoes. Literally, I'm a size eight. Are you? <laughs> yes. That's really. I'm five six. That's we re- go through this all the that's time. That's really really small. I know. You're, you have tiny... the only thing that's big about me is my attitude, like Napoleon complex one hundred and one. Yeah, I, but, I mean, I mean, listen. Uh, calm down. Okay. Small feet. Okay. <laughs> let, let, get, but yeah. listen, I want to go right, back. Yeah. I want to go back to what what John was saying. Be kind. I think charity. I, th- I think this time of the year is the most. No, you know what? This Fuck, time is no. the least important Fuck time that. of year. You know what? Everyone's like, oh, this is t- it's Christmas. You gotta be kind. No, you gotta be kind. Three sixty-five. Yes. Days a year. Nobody's looking for it in June. Yeah. Do, do you and, know what I mean? Like now is the least important time because now everybody important. in the world is giving to everybody else in the world, and and it gets. 
muddled and clouded that all of a sudden when people people are in not in need but people could use help yeah. all the time all the time not all just the around time. the holidays just because it's not christmas doesn't mean you can't lend a hand just exactly and there's another time i was on a train again going to the office and the guy in a wheelchair is in the causeway area right where the train you know the train doors open and so we get out we're at grand central and everybody's just walking by this guy and like you just assume, right? This person is being taken care of, right? And so, I just took my ear pads out, and I'm like, "Are you are you okay? Do you need any? Is anybody coming for you? Because right, they need to put the ramp down." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, no, no problem." He's like, "Thank you for asking." <clears throat> and it was just that moment because he, you know, I, I took right. the time just to ask the question, right? And I'm sure even, you know, I didn't push him out or anything like that, but probably for him it was like, "Hey." Somebody's like looking out for me. Yeah, you know what I mean. Definitely. And and it just took two seconds. It's funny. The city's a good two example seconds. too because if you notice, the more the crowd is, the easier it is to get lost in it. Yeah. The bigger the crowd is, you actually become more irrelevant in a larger crowd. You would think that there's more kindness because there's more people. No. What when there's a mass, all of a sudden people assume the it's not my problem yeah. status or somebody else will do it. Yeah. And it's so much easier to just kind of let something go instead of taking two seconds to, to, to yeah. To help. I mean, you know, this is this is how I think, and and um, you know, the kindness is obviously great. If you think you should ask someone something like that, if you if it goes to your head to say, oh, maybe I should ask them if they need help, you have you should do it. Okay, yeah. that's how I think. Two is small acts of kindness or even small things that you're doing throughout the day will help you. In the gym, in family, in um, work, okay? It's My thing is like this. It's the small things. I'm always like this. If you're at the supermarket, okay, and you go and you fill up your fucking carriage with groceries and you pack the grocery, okay, do you bring the cart back to where it was? <laughs> I always put the cart in one of the cart bins because I personally, that's one that's a pet peeve for me. Like No, I, but like it's shit like that. It's like, okay, so instead of me taking this and jacking it up onto the grass, <laughs> no, I'm gonna go back and put it back because that's what I'm supposed to do. You're making somebody else's life have you ever worked in a supermarket like that? I did when I was very young, when I was 16, 15, yeah, 16. But but I'm So I'm, trust me, you're making somebody's day better by I'm, doing that too. I'm just talking about like I don't know if you guys understand where I'm kind of going with mm. this, but it's the small acts, okay? If it's, for example, and I listened to, to his podcast, Andy Frisella, MF CEO Project, he talks about in his workplace, if you're taking a piss and you piss on the seat, right? Do you take the time to clean that off? Yeah. Well, I mean, I it's like I, I, well, I'm usually it. so close to the water, it never hits the seat. <laughs> it's empathy, right? Because, you know, what I immediately think to is like, oh, my daughters and my wife will probably will need to use this bathroom. Right. Not, and it's, it, I mean, I might be on a train or I might be in a whatever. But you, you have to think about it like, hey, some, someone somebody, is going to use this. Right. Or that's, it's funny. But well, if it's you're, funny if, you said no, that. No, it's but good. If, you're, if you pee on the seat, Kevin, do you leave? I, it there? I, no, I wipe the seat. You uh, do. Yes, I, I'm that guy. But I'm also. And it wasn't me that said this. And I think it's a. I think it was in the gym. A friend of ours. We have a friend that I can't remember who it was. He will not use that. Like, if there's like three stalls and they're open, he will not use the handicap stall. Because imagine you're sitting there taking a shit 
and the one time a day a handicapped person will come in oh, and needs to, and you're in there you all of a sudden Paul fuck me yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. you, that, I actually didn't think about that because I, I, I didn't either but that's that's seriously recently. that's because right. I usually yeah. to be honest if I see the handicap it's open because it's so big I go I in there I usually go in there well they also got like, the handrail like, it's a palace it's, yeah. a, it's, it's a stall palace well, cause it I, is I, so you can change times, and hang out yeah. in there well I do so like <laughs> I do <laughs> I order cappuccino but but like when I travel I sometimes I do like day trips so I'll travel somewhere and then I'll fly somewhere and then I'll fly back that night. So I don't want to fly in a suit. So I'll pack my suit in a bag and I'll be in my jeans. I land in the airport and I'm like, all right, I got to change. I got to change somewhere. So I go to the, the handicap stall. And so I hang my stuff up. I change and it works, right? But then I, you know, one time I didn't think about that. Yeah, but you're using that for a purpose. Correct. Though. Yeah, yeah correct. So, so I would give you a little leeway on yeah. that because... The, the but I mean, listen, if, if you're... If, dude, first off, if you're in there taking a shit in the handicap place... And then, and, and then someone comes up and says, a handicapped person says, I need to use the bathroom. You say, give me like 30 seconds and let me wipe and I'll be right out. I would still true, have guilt, true. though. I would still have guilt. Why? I don't I, know why. Like, cause now the that thing I is, think like, about it. Because there's two, three other stalls that you could have But what if they're taken? No, no, no. I, I specifically oh, oh, said okay. if the other yes, ones are open yes. and you purposely... Okay, so it. let me ask you this. If you guys are... Um, John, if you're like in the city <laughs> and you have to take a shit... Or you have to take a piss. No, you have I, to. Where has this conversation you, gone? You have to. You have to take. <laughs> you, have, you have to take a shit. Do you build a nest or wipe off anything, or do you just plop down? Oh, I wipe I, down. I, you I, always wipe down. You don't. I, who doesn't wipe down? I. I, I don't mean, wipe down. I don't. I don't either. I you just, just let, sit. I don't well, either. if there's if there's like piss on it, I'll wipe. But I'll you just, just sit. I sit. Yeah, I, I, sit. I just sit. That's even, how you get chlamydia. Even if it's like sometimes <laughs> you can't see and you sit and you feel it and you're like ah oh, fuck but but I'm like all right whatever. I usually flush before I sit, too, because what if you drop a deuce and you get the backsplash? You don't know what's in there. I mean, I, I wipe, throw it, and flush. I mean, I'm not taking dude, any risks. What type of shits are you taking? The big that, ones. That are, gonna, that are like a bomb that are going to blow up and just, just wet your butt. That means you don't what have to... What the fuck? Drink this like a man. That means you don't, you don't... Well, first off, if that happens to you, right, you don't have to, you don't have to shower later. No, you gotta shower three <laughs> times later. You gotta scrub your asshole with Brillo. What are we talking about? <laughs> okay. All right, so we got on a little tangent here because we listen. Can uh, we reel it back in? Yes, we can. Reel it back um, in. Kindness is obviously very, very important. And like I was talking about, I think with the kindness and also with the little, like the the tiny things in life that you do. That Tiny's good. <laughs> Listen, can I finish my fucking thought without you coming? You know, you look at what you did. This without, is your fault. Without you coming back and saying something inappropriate. But here, let me just let me I'm just so let me right just now. say something, okay? Um, I'm saying that the, the, the small things that 98% of the people will not do, and you do, will transform into your life. It does. Pay, pay it forward is real. Yeah. Pay it forward is real. People, it will change their day as well. Even if they don't do anything, it'll still change their day. You want to change your life, change somebody what else. What are some things that you, that during the day that happened to you that you're like, fuck, I really don't want to do this, but I need to? Let somebody cut you in line if they have less groceries than you in the, in, in the market. They, some guy's got two things behind me and you sit there, you got a cart. Let him in front of you. 
But what if he said? What if he says says no? Not swearing at really old people that driving—that's an act of kindness on my behalf. (laughs) Um, But but we're we're talking about the the the, the little things that matter. Also, don't stop to think that you got to stop there either. Like that's that's what drew the charity event out of me. It's because I used to do a lot of big things through obstacle course racing to help. I I used to do um, what's it called? Um, Children with disabilities, they would have a a children's race every race. I used to participate in that as an elite athlete. We would run the kids through the course. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's something that I did a lot in obstacle course racing or adaptive athletes. I would do stuff with adaptive athletes. Since I take a step step back from that, I've done a lot less for charity in the last two years. And that's where this whole idea for that came from. Like, that's why I got it done in three weeks. I'm like, I need to give back, but I want to give back in a bigger way. Take take heed if you have an idea and you want to do something positive for the world well you don't have to stop at the little things like you you can also take the time to do something larger in nature to Mm -hmm. give back Mm -hmm. even if you think like it'll get lost in this world of like a million people giving to charity maybe it will but at the same time you're not just doing it for them you're doing it for yourself it makes you a better person you feel better yeah you feel better because it is the right thing to do like it's a little selfish in that aspect but the thing is we we have it lucky but that yeah. helps you with, like you were saying before, your attitude. Right. <clears throat> Instead of being like pissed off, now you're like, okay, like my, I made an impact on right. somebody's day. Yeah. And, yeah. and that that changed and one person's day. At also, least. you know, when 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 you know maybe you're getting angry during the day, you can always come back and think about that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that. Just the thought of doing that brings you positive energy mm-hmm. yeah you know what i mean it's like the thought of doing that like i'll like i'll if i see a homeless person on the side of the road i'll pull over and give him 10 bucks i mean some people will say well you're giving 10 bucks to buy crack but what if i'm giving him 10 bucks to buy like a piece of bread because they're fucking what if starving you're giving him that 10 dollars to make your day better yeah well that's a thing that's what it is that is it you just nailed it i do that because it makes me feel better well, it is. Uh, yeah, you tried. I and what they do is it's not consequential to your action because what you did was try to help. You can't force help. You tried to help, and that's the biggest thing. Because eventually, you're going to change somebody's day, right? You got it's it's mm-hmm. it's back to that lead by example, and we all talk about it. But how many people actually not live many that way? A lot of it's very very easy to say or to project that you want to lead by example or be this great person or this great impact. But one of my favorite quotes um, is, uh, and this actually, this comes to not just relationships, friendships with people, the way you live your life. I know what I bring to the table and I'm not afraid to eat by myself. Meaning that the what you do is not necessarily for other people's eyes. It's it's to make you a better person yeah. for yourself. So, so people that really do lead by example, they, they know it. Like, they don't always have to talk about it. You know what I mean? The, the people that l- lead the most are the people that talk about it the least. Yeah, exactly. You oh. know, um, and, you know, I'm just thinking of an acts of kind, like, like uh, I got my haircut down the road at, at Legends Barber. Sh- yeah, is no, it Legends? Place. It's yeah, Legends. shout out Legends. Shout out to Brenda, who literally, I'm not even, not even kidding. <laughs> like, she cuts the best hair I've ever had. Okay, she's been doing this since she was 15 years old. She's 22 right now. Okay, and you know normally I'll give her 40 bucks. I'll give her a 10 dollars. I do too. I gave her I 60. Okay, um, and I'm not sitting here saying, listen, I do well at work. Okay, I make good money, but that for me 
was here, take an extra 20. I'll normally give you 10. Here's 30. Okay. Because you do such a good job and I feel so much better about myself after getting a haircut from you. Yeah, no, that, it, it's not a dollar sign. The dollar it's not sign, a do it, it, it's yeah. the act of it. It's the act it's of the it. It's the act of the dollar you know, sign. It's the it's act of the dollar sign mm -hmm. itself. You know, and, and just going back, like walking out, got a fresh new cut. And I also feel good because, hey, listen, Brenda, you do a tremendous job. This is me saying, here, thank mm -hmm. you. I know it's the holidays. Get yourself, I don't know, it's extra 20 bucks. No, well, you could tell in the service, that, that gets into service industry. You could tell people in the service industry that do enjoy and appreciate the job that are people forward. People, bartenders with good attitudes will get better tips than bartenders with bad attitudes. But real good attitudes, not fake ones. You know when people are enjoying their job and working hard to make your day better. They're invested in you as a customer. Yeah. Um, so that should be respected and represented. And that, that was the act of giving $30. Just saying thank you for investing in making my day better. So I should invest in making your day better. It's, it, I think it goes back to like the, the core of that is empathy. Yes. Right? It is. What's it the is. definition of empathy? I think putting yourself in the other person's shoes, right? Yeah. Like um, somebody comes, like yeah. if you're a bartender, somebody comes in, I don't know, you could be anybody really. Like, oh, like, okay, tell, uh, tell me about your day. Oh, yeah, you know, like, all right, feeling for your experiences. Yes. Yes, 100%. Right. Like, it is kindness. It, Empathy it, is kindness, it's, but, but not weak. Oh, it's such a fine line. Kindness, weakness, and also, like... But it's also, too, it's also, I think what's really important, and there's so much shit going on with social media, fucking TV, iPads, all this shit, that, like, no one really listens anymore, Okay. N nothing bothers me the most that when I'm talking to someone, I know when you're not listening to me, okay? What you're doing is you're thinking about something to say to either counteract what I'm saying, etc. okay? What people appreciate is if they have a problem or they're going through a struggle or it's a good thing that you're listening to them, mm -hmm. okay? I think that's really, really important. <clears throat> What do you guys think? Well, it's funny because like um, turning this into like a work discussion. <clears throat> so I work in services. I'm a consultant by trade. And so we work with Salesforce. And so there's been a couple calls recently where on the other side of the phone, like Salesforce and, and us are trying to pitch a product, right? Right. And you can tell that the person is just reading from a script. Yeah. I could talk about this all day oh, with you. And... And, and so, like, that immediately gets me fired up because it's like, well, you're not, you know, we talk about this whole thing around, um, you know, being genuine and being, like, you can <laughs> still get the result that you want. You can still say, hey, these are the five questions that I want to have answered on a call, but you don't have to read it, right? You can, you can be yourself. You can be personable. You can be, you know, hey, let's, let's chat, you know, let's have a conversation and, Hey, how's your family? Right? I mean, you can still get to those points. You, you can talk to... like a human. Exactly. You can talk like a human. Exactly. I'm, and that's... I'm, I can't say I support that idea a lot. And so that's, you know, when you think about it, right, the whole empathy, right? Okay, even though I may want to get the answers of these questions, I want to... I want to listen to what the other person on the other line is saying. Like yeah. Maybe they just, maybe, maybe I said, hey, how you doing? And they just lost their dog. So, yeah. It, right? I, I mean, I'm actually going through, I'm in sales, okay? And a sale is 85% emotion, 15% like data, mm -hmm. okay? I'm going through this. Because the data's not going to change. No. So, I've made some of my biggest sales, 
okay? By sitting down with a customer for an hour and literally just listening to them talk about shit they did on the weekend, mm -hmm. okay? Or like their trip they just had to, you know, the UK. You know, I think, um, you know, in the sales industry, like you were saying, reading from a script, those days are, are gone, Okay, you need to be, to, to make a sale and to be successful, you need to be able to relate to your customer, okay? I always talk about friends sell to friends, right? Yep. Um, if I'm sitting and I'm trying to sell you this bang energy drink, okay, and I'm sitting here reading a script, are you going to buy from me? <laughs> no, you're not going to buy from me. Is Kevin going to buy from me? <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> he only drank half of this. That's my limit. Because he... <laughs> he said he nearly had a panic attack the other day. Brad, get your fucking ass in here. Everybody, special guest, Brad Miller. What's going on? All right, Brad, get Are it. Are we actually going to work out? Uh, no. Yeah, I got to pick up my wife from um, the house, though. Do you want to do the workout? Yeah, that's the reason why I'm here. Okay. <laughs> that's the reason why, so, why I come to hang out. So, like, Not to come on the podcast. So <laughs> Brad is in here right now giving us hell. <laughs> I've been here for a half yeah, you hour. You want to drink half of, half of his bang? No. Because like you, I can't drink the other half. I will fucking, I drink a whole one. I'm going to explode right now. Oh, I've never had this before. Oh, it's so good. Do you want to sit? We got like 10 more minutes. Do you want to sit on it? You, to, whoa. I'm going to sit in. I'm going to listen. <laughs> Tell us about your last act of kindness, Brad. Yeah, get, seriously. My last act of kindness? Yeah, you got to get closer to the mic, though. Uh, the la my last act of kindness, Um, I was at a deli. Get, come, come closer to the mic. I was at a deli a couple weeks ago, and there was two sheriffs behind me. And I found out what their order was, and I paid it. Whoa! For their, oh, for, shit! For their meal. Yeah! So that was my last yes. act of kindness. Okay, so let me ask you, because we're, we're on this kindness uh, trip. Yeah. Why did you do that? Because I appreciate the service and the protection that they provide me on a daily basis. And knowing that they are doing something that I couldn't bring myself to do, and myself yep. they're putting themselves in the line of fire i am not i'm just a civilian just driving around doing my thing and they're trying to make sure that i'm safe at all that's times. awesome but so. we we were talking about how in that case right i mean that's it, a perfect it, example it comes exactly in so many what we were just talking so about. many shapes and sizes right but but even to the tune of and i'm sure you've done other acts of kindness you know more recent like holding a door open for somebody or yeah like we were talking like hey i'm on a train i see somebody in a wheelchair like just asking them like hey do you need help getting off right i mean th those are little things that you know along the way you can you can see how it'll impact both of your your lives because now it's like hey i'm making a difference um and i'm being empathetic around you know who this who this person is definitely and i think what's important is the fact that like this needs to be done like year round yep yeah now it's not uh, I mean, now Christmas is, is used as an excuse, but at least an ex it's an excuse to do something positive. So I won't take that away from it. Exactly. But at the same time, it's like, wh why, why wait for an excuse? You don't really need one. Like, you're, it's going to better your life. Uh, and empathetic, it's it's such a good word, but it's also used so. Um, it's overused improperly nowadays too, because that they. they, they they choose the word empathy to make it sound like it's okay to be weak or soft. That's not what we're projecting here. It's just be kind. Correct. Like, yeah, kindness is really because there's strength in that as well. So people throw the word empathy around a lot lately. And right. And, and they give it a different kind of denotation that it really isn't. And what you're doing is using it for the real sense. Right. You're 
you're helping others that could use help for for no reason like there's no well because i i mean i'm not a big religious guy i am catholic but like one of the biggest things that i'll try to do on a regular basis is treat others the way you want to be treated right that's it yeah that's you take nothing else except for that like so if i'm the guy in the wheelchair like i probably want somebody to ask me like hey do you need help (laughs) do you need a quick hand one minute out of your day you know um it's yeah, not I mean, that's complicated that, 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 to do the right thing either. I love that. But I, my thing is, if you think it, you should do it. You should do it. If you're like, "Wow, I could really help this person," do it. Or maybe, maybe it's even maybe I should ask this person if they need help. Ask the person if they need help. They're going to say yes, or they're going to say no. I love the concept of a rush too when people are in a rush but they see somebody that obviously needs your help but you can't because you're rushing you're rushing toward you don't think that let's let's use the the common old lady crossing the street example right old lady crossing the street but you're five minutes late to work you think that your boss is gonna care Mm -hmm. if you tell them listen i'm five minutes late because i had to help a woman cross the street or i had to help someone in need no that they're probably to be honest your boss is probably gonna say you're full of shit no, that depends. Well, that depends on who you are. Like, if you're the person that wouldn't do that, they're probably going to say that. Right. But but your attitude ref- would reflect you. They probably wouldn't hire you if you're that type of person that wouldn't help. Right. One of the one of the best things, and it it really didn't involve me doing much of anything. Really, it was it was a a, a, a cold winter night, maybe like four years ago. Guy was stuck outside my house. Right. So I I drove by. I was coming home from a long day when I was commuting every day. Right. I saw him and I was like, dude. You know, if you want to come into the house and wait in the house, I know it's like negative 20 out here. Mm-hmm. Just knock on the door. He's like, oh, thank you. He's like, I have somebody coming, but thank you. So fast forward to the summer, right? I'm getting my mail. He happens to be pulling by at the same time. Rolls down the window. He's like, hey. He's like, hey, uh, you don't remember me, but I was I was stuck on the side here, and I, I was so happy that you, you know, welcomed me inside. I just want to say thank you. He's like, hey, I'm having a party up the road. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I never made it there, but uh, but it was like... Exactly. But it was real. It hold was on, real. John, hold on. You didn't show up to something? I would have never believed that. I would have that. never believed that. That's completely out of your character. <laughs> <laughs> we need to have Brad. Did, wait, wait. <laughs> Brad is the perfect guy to just have in the background for the comments at the did you, right time. Did you... Yes. Wait. Like, yes. like, to, like that, that just like juts in at just the right time. Did you the tell the guy, oh yeah, I'll be over? Uh, I don't recall. I yeah, mean, yeah, I'll, I'll see you in like 10 minutes. <laughs> Did you treat him like you treated the CFD Christmas party? Yeah, yeah. I'll see you guys you later the tonight. Book. See you guys later. Oh, no, you didn't come. You didn't come, huh? <laughs> no. What the hell? <laughs> but it was like, right. you know, think about it. Like, it didn't take much of me to do anything. And and that guy remembered it. Like, he Yeah, no. They do. Exactly. They, they, they do. It. Stop. I've helped people, so. like, shovel them. They get their cars. Like, that's a good example. Get your car stuff. Go help, help them shovel it out. I mean, yeah. shit. Wouldn't yeah. you want somebody to help you? But I guess like, this, this day and age, people are like, well, do I really help them? Like, what if that person's, like, a murderer? Dad, people watch too much fucking TV. Get but, out of your car. But, like, there's so much shit yeah. going on right now. Yeah. Like... I'm not saying if, like, if there's, like, some big burly guy with a van with no windows stuck in the snow when you're a four-foot-tall white woman that (laughs) don't get out by yourself. What if you're a four-foot-tall white guy with a pink hat on? (laughs) With a unicorn on the front of your shirt. Yo, have you read the shirt, though? This shirt's fucking amazing. Try my new... They're called called Shut Shut the the Fuck fuck Up up. Cakes. (laughs) Shut the Fuck Up Cakes. Get it? It's a joke. 
I get it. it. Okay. I get it. You, I like your pink do, hat. Do, yeah, I love my pink hat. Yeah. <laughs> I can give less fuck. You should see the view if you look in between the shades. It's hilarious. I got great pictures of you guys talking. Really? Yeah. Fuck <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, so awesome. you were creeping on us? Well, I was like, oh, what? That's what time do you guys want to start the stalker status? 9.30. I show up and then I'm like. I didn't know you were coming. That's the type of dude that owns binoculars <laughs> and you know what those are for. <laughs> oh, and you said heavy barbell. Yeah. Oh, I should have known. <laughs> not think I'm going to show up. It's heavy-ish. Well, it's heavy for me. Um, it's, it's impossibly it's, it's, heavy it's, for me, it's actually. For it's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to double... I'm going to go I for put, women's scale on this one. To be honest, I wrote those weights in there just so you couldn't do them. <laughs> yeah, that's why. At least I show up for your workouts and try. You wouldn't even show up for mine. Brad Brad watched us and he was like hollering the whole entire time we were working out. You say, only 70 minutes left, guys. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I guess these fucking idiots did a workout for uh, what, 90, 90 minutes. minutes. Oh, 90 minutes. God. Zone 2 Brad, training. did you do it? No. Oh, hell no. <laughs> I have a new rule. I'm not doing any workout that takes me longer than 60 minutes. Seriously? Yeah. I'm not doing anything over 60 minutes. If Your I wife do... must hate that rule. She's just happy with there. 60 seconds. Is she, <laughs> yeah. is she here? Yeah, she is. She's going to enjoy that. Just she's, she's outside. This is her first day. Yeah, this is her first day back. She's been in bed pretty much sick. The really? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. she had the flu? Yeah, she had something. The flu's going around. Danny, 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 uh, Danny. Oh, listen. Flu. Not Danny Sanchez. Well, Danny Sanchez. I don't want to say. I want to just say. I want to preface that Danny Sanchez having the flu. As did he really have the flu, <laughs> or did he have I don't something know. else? Did he have the brown bottle flu, or did he have? <laughs> I mean, he. I he, was talking about Brett's was. girlfriend, Danny, <laughs> but oh. that Danny. I too. mean, did he have oh, a yeah, night? She did. With, she, oh, had, yeah, she, she had did the flu too, really bad. It's going around. So. I mean, he's done birthday cakes, you know, like. <laughs> we will, we're not gonna get into that. we're not gonna get into that can we have Danny on here one time and make sure like we rate it X before <laughs> no what, you no want, you want your you want your subscriptions to go down yeah <laughs> we might get some new cl clientele yeah, yeah a totally different clientele yeah bring the Danny clientele all of a sudden you're gonna get followed by Pornhub all right so listen we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up because we got a workout what uh, John hope smash wads we're gonna uh, hit a workout. But, um, John Hope, give me your last word before you sign off forever. So that would be my um, advice. Treat others the way you want to be treated. That's it? That's it. He's done. Um, I grew up with my father always telling me, because my dad's an athletic director, and he would always tell me that, you know, he doesn't, I don't care who you are, what your job title is, I'm going to treat you with the same type of respect. You know, I used to go to work with my dad. Best, he'd be best friends with the guys, you know, the janitors, the folks that are cleaning, you know, the gyms and stuff like that. Um, I think that's really, really important. And, um, you know, this time of the year is great. Everyone's, you know, this time of the year is great because people are happy, but it also causes a lot of stress for people. Um, stress like, what are you getting for a gift? Blah, blah, blah. Um, but this time of the year is great for doing acts of kindness, but remember there's 365 days in the year, okay? And one of those days is Kevin Seaman's birthday. So, um, Brad, would you wanna, I know you've only been on for probably nine minutes. You've said some very good things. <laughs> I need, contributed greatly to I this need, podcast. I need you to close out your segment on this. Give me a sentence or two. I mean, I'm putting him on the spot. Don't take this time of the year to just do acts of kindness. It does. It takes, you know, 
I hate this time of the year. I hate holidays, to be honest with you. Why do you hate holidays? Because I think it's a bunch of bullshit that this is the only time you're nice to people, and that I don't need a I don't need val I'll take Valentine's Day every year. I don't need Valentine's Day to tell my wife how much I love her. Right. I don't need this time of the year to appreciate everybody in my life. I appreciate everybody every day. So think of it that way. Of don't take don't take one month. You just said it. Yeah. 365 days. Um, and coming soon, Lion's Breath Movement T-shirts. I have. Yeah. Lot, I have lots of designs so in my bag. So I also want to talk about this. Beyond <laughs> Reason Fitness T-shirts and well, hats coming soon. If, no, dude, if you want to wait, if you need toilet fuck. paper at home. Buy some Beyond Fitness stuff. So Beyond Reason you, Fitness. Beyond Reason Fitness. <laughs> but if you want cool shit, wait for uh, I've been meeting, designs to come out. I've been meaning to talk to um, the followers about this. We're going to get merch coming, th- coming soon. And he's my art designer. I know. I wore your shirt yesterday. My shirt or my shit? Shirt. You wear There's shirts. There's an R. You um, eat pieces of shit for breakfast? Semen <laughs> <laughs> eats, eats, eats pieces of shit Okay, and the other, the other thing is, I've only taken one sip of this. I feel And I completely up. fucking understand why Kevin has wired all this. <laughs> oh, <of this>. yes! <laughs> I've taken one sip and I'm already, like, shaking. Yeah, I love it. I drank the whole Guys, thing, motherfucker. Uh, it's bang energy for whoever's listening. It has literally 500 grams no of caffeine. And that's nothing. You need to get some of this stuff. All right, let's go. Sponsored by Savage Sucks. Listen, okay, now. Do I get a last word? Yes, Kevin. Can you sign? Can you sign? Say something uh, quickly about the podcast, about your life. Uh, uh, we've been on here for a long time. How about we make it more simple than that? This hasn't been that long. Nah, kind of. But was this only supposed to be a fifteen-minute show? Uh, (laughs) I always do this. Like I said, if I last for fifteen minutes, that's amazing too. No, um. The, the real you is the you when nobody's watching. So all these things that we're talking about, they only matter so when... So the real you the is, real is you jerking is when nobody's watching. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, no, no. You just ruined something that was so amazing. All right. No, no, no. Go. No, I'm sorry. With I'm not going to lie. Kevin will surprise me on this podcast every once in a while with something really heartfelt. And no, no. I, just, <laughs> like, I was just talking about how unintelligent and obnoxious I sound on these things because they get me caffeinated. No, you, there's like, you, there's way more to me than listen, just, just this. I'm sorry. Not lie, sorry. Say shit that sorry. Me. Go ahead. I didn't, no, but every it's time so fun. Every time I talk, you ruin it. No, this go, go, relationship go, 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 go. is shit. Just say, say, no, seriously, give me your last, like, word. That is my last word. The real you is the you when nobody's watching. So all these things we talk about, they're all great because we're sitting in front of each other, but what happens when you're by yourself? Who are you when nobody's looking? That, who are you when, your dog knows the real you, remember that whole podcast you did? The real you is you when nobody's watching. So all these things are great when we're sitting here talking about them in front of our friends, but what happens when you leave that? That's what matters the most. So exactly. we're, we're, we're sitting here doing all this, but the real you is the you when nobody's watching. Exactly. That's Savage supplements. So, um, <laughs> listen, uh, I really appreciate everyone coming on here and listening. I, I, didn't, I didn't get to say this, but um, for the new listeners, thank you for joining. And uh, for the returning listeners, I really appreciate it. I hope this brings you value um, and maybe a little motivation, inspiration. Like, motivation to me is a bunch of bullshit. I think it's more like discipline. Um, but I hope this podcast can mo like, or maybe inspire. Yeah, I mean, you can be motivated for a certain amount of time, but you need to be disciplined to keep that motiv- motivation up. Um, if you I lack want- both, just drink a bang energy. Yeah. You'll have all of it. <laughs> bang energy. I want to give a shout out to the sponsor of this episode, episode twenty six of the Lion's Breath Movement podcast. Uh, it's 
the the our sponsor today is Gennaro Bizarro. He is a lawyer, one of the best lawyers in the world. Um, he did the closing on my house. So shout out to Gennaro Bizarro. Okay, the reason why he's sponsoring because I just found this pen uh, right over here, <laughs> I just found and this I pen. know Gennaro Bizarro. And a shout out to Gennaro Bizarro. <laughs> Uh, the best lawyer in the world. So, guys, listen, might not do another podcast until Christmas, but um, you guys enjoy the holidays. Do something today that um, you will appreciate for years and years change to come. Change someone's day. Yeah, change someone's day. Um, but again, guys, I appreciate you guys. Uh, tune in. Enjoy the holidays. Enjoy the new year. 2020 is coming in fucking hot. Talk to you guys soon.